0: Good morning. Hope you're ready for U.S. President number 42, Bill Clinton, part 3. Starting with 1996 presidential election. 1996 electoral vote results. In the 1996 presidential election, Clinton was re elected, receiving 49.2% of the popular vote over Republican Bob Dole, 40.7% of the popular vote. And reform candidate Ross Perot eight point four percent of the popular vote. Clinton received three seven nine electoral college votes, while Dole received one hundred fifty nine electoral votes. He became the first Democratic incumbent since Lyndon B. Johnson to be elected to a second term, and the first Democrat since Franklin D. Roosevelt to be elected president more than once. Second term, nineteen ninety seven to two thousand one. In the January 1977 State of the Union Address, Clinton proposed a new initiative to provide health coverage to get up to 5 million children. Senators Ted Kennedy, a Democrat, and Orrin Hatcher Republican teamed up with Hillary Rodham Clinton and her staff in 1977 and succeeded in passing legislation forming the State Children's Health Insurance Program, SHIP, SCHIP, the largest successful health care reform in the years of the Clinton presidency. That year, Hillary Clinton shepherded through Congress the Adoption of Safe Families Act. And Two years later, she succeeded in helping pass the Foster Care Independence Act. Bill Clinton negotiated the passage of the Balanced Budget Act of 1997 by the Republican Congress. In October 1997, he announced he was getting hearing aids due to hearing loss attributed to his age and his time spent as a musician in his youth. In 1999, he signed into law the Financial Services Modernization Act, also known as the graham leach bliley Act, which repealed a part of the Glass-Steagall Act that had prohibited a bank from offering a full range of investment, commercial banking, and insurance services since its enactment in 1933. Impeachment and acquittal Clinton was impeached on december nineteenth nineteen ninety eight by the House of Representatives. The House voted twenty two twenty eight to two o six to impeach him for perjury to a grand jury and voted two twenty one to two twelve to impeach him for obstruction of justice. Clinton was only the second u s president after Andrew Johnson to be impeached. Impeachment proceedings were based on allegations that Clinton had illegally lied about and covered up his relationship with 22-year-old White House and later Department of Defense employee Monica Lewinsky after the Star Report was submitted to the House providing what it termed substantial and credible information that President Clinton committed acts that may constitute grounds for impeachment. The House began impeachment hearings against Clinton before the midterm elections to hold impeachment proceedings the Republican leadership called a lame-duck session in December 1998. The House Judiciary Committee hearings ended in a straight party line vote. There was lively debate on the House floor. The two charges passed in the House largely with Republican support, but with a handful of Democratic votes as well, were for perjury and obstruction of justice. The perjury charge arose from Clinton's testimony before a grand jury that had been convened to investigate perjury he may have committed in this sworn deposition during Jones v. Clinton followed Jones' sexual harassment lawsuit. The obstruction charge was based on his actions to conceal his relationship with Lewinsky before and after the deposition. The Senate later acquitted Clinton both both charges. The Senate refused to meet to hold an impeachment before the end of the old term, so the trial was held over until the next Congress. Clinton was represented by Washington law firm Williams & Connolly. The Senate finished his 21-day trial on February 12, 1999, with the vote of 55 not guilty, 45 guilty on perjury charges, and 50 not guilty, 50 guilty on obstruction of justice charge. Obstruction of justice charge. Both votes fell short of the constitutional two-thirds majority required to convict and remove an officeholder. The final vote was generally along party lines, with no Democrats voting guilty and only a handful of Republicans voting not guilty. On January 19, 2001, Clinton's law license was suspended for five years after he acknowledged to an Arkansas Circuit Court that he had engaged in conduct prejudicial to the Administration of Justice in the Jones case. Pardons and Commutations Clinton controversially issued 141 pardons and 36 commutations on his last day in office. On January 20, 2001, most of the country is surrounded Mark Rich, and allegations that Hillary Clinton's brother Hugh Rodham accepted payments in return for influencing the President's decision making regarding the pardons. Federal Prosecutor Mary Jo Wright was appointed to investigate the pardon of Rich. She was laid by the by then-Republican James Comey, who found no wrongdoing on Clinton's part. Some of Clinton's pardons remain a point of controversy. Military and Foreign Affairs the Battle of Mogadishu occurred in Somalia in 1993. During the operation, two U.S. helicopters were shot down by rocket propelled grenade attacks to their tail rotors, ta- trapping soldiers behind enemy lines. This resulted in an urban battle that killed 18 American soldiers, wounded 73 others, and one was taken prisoner. There were many more Somali casualties. Some of the American bodies were dragged through the streets, a spectacle broadcast on t- television news programs. In response, U.S. forces were withdrawn from Somalia and later conflicts were approached with few soldiers on the ground. Rwanda, W R W A N D A. In April 1994, genocide broke out in Rwanda. Intelligence reports indicate that Clinton was aware a final solution to eliminate all Tutsis was underway long before the administration publicly used the word genocide. Fearing a reprisal of the events in Somalia the previous year, Clinton chose not to interview. President Clinton has referred to the failure of the U.S. government to intervene in the genocide as one of his main foreign policy failings, saying, I don't think we could have ended the violence, but I think we could have cut it down, and I regret it. Bosnia and Herzegovina, Herzegovina, sorry for the mispronunciation, in 1995, U.S. and NATO aircraft bombed Bosnian Serb targets to halt attacks on U.N. safe zones and pressure them into a peace accord that would end the Bosnian War. Clinton deployed U.S. peacekeepers to Bosnia in late 1995 to uphold the Dayton Agreement. Irish peace talks in 1999, before his presidency, Clinton proposed sending a peace envoy to Northern Ireland, but this was to drop to avoid tensions. With the U.S. government in 1994, Clinton angered L- London by granting a visa to Jerry Adams, leader of Sinn Fine, the IRA's political arm. In November 19- 1995, Clinton became the first U.S. president to visit Northern Ireland both divided communities of Belfast and later famously handshaking Adams, 14 months into an IRA ceasefire during the Troubles. Despite unionist criticism, Clinton used this as a way to negotiate and into the violent conflict with London, Dublin, and paramilitaries and other groups. Clinton went on to play a key role in the peace talks, which eventually led to the Good Friday Agreement in 1998. Iran. In February 1996, the Clinton administration agreed to pay Iran U.S. $131.8 million, equivalent to $2.1486 million in 2019 in settlement to this case brought by Iran in 1999 against the U.S. in the International Court of Justice after the shooting down of Iran Air Flight 655 by the U.S. Navy-guided missile cruiser. Osama bin Laden Capturing Osama bin Laden had been an objective of the U.S. government during the presidency of Bill Clinton and continued to be until bin Laden's death in 2011, despite claims by Mansour IJAS, and Sudanese officials that the Sudanese government had offered to arrest x Bin Laden and that U.S. authorities rejected each offer. The 9-11 Commission report stated that we have not found any reliable evidence to support the Sudanese claim. In response to a 1996 State Department warning about Bin Laden and the 1998 bombers of the U.S. embassies in East Africa by Al-Qaeda, which killed 224 people, including 12 Americans, Clinton ordered several military missions to capture or kill bin Laden, all of which were unsuccessful. In August 1998, Clinton ordered cruise missile strikes on terrorist targets in Afghanistan and Sudan, targeting the Al-Shifa pharmaceutical factory in Sudan, which was suspected of assisting bin Laden in making chemical weapons and bin Laden's terrorist training camp in Afghanistan, Kosovo. In the midst of a brutal crackdown on... One... On ethnic Albanian separatists in the province of Kosovo by the Federal Department of Yugoslavia, Clinton authorized the use of U.S. armed forces in a NATO bombing campaign against Yugoslavia in 1999 named Operation Allied Force. The stated reasoning behind the interventions was to stop the ethnic cleansing and what the Clinton administration labeled genocide of Albanians by Yugoslav anti-guerrilla military units. General Wesley Clark was Supreme Allied Commander of NATO and oversaw the mission with United Nations Security Council Resolution 1244. The bombing campaign ended on June 10, 1999. The resolution placed Kosovo under UN administration and authorized the keeping force to be deployed to the region. NATO NATO announced that soldiers all survived combat although two died in in an Apache helicopter crash. Journalists in the popular press Criticized genocide statements by the Clinton administration as false and greatly exaggerated prior to the bombing campaign of March 24, 1999. Common estimates showed that the number of civilians killed in the over-year-long conflict in Kosovo had approximately been 1,800 of which were primarily Albanians but also Serbs and that there was no evidence of genocide or ethnic cleansing. In a post-war inquiry, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe noted In a post-war inquiry, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe voted, noted the patterns of the expulsions and the vast increase in looting, killings, rape, kidnappings, and pillage once the NATO Air War began on March 24th. In 2001, the UN-supervised Supreme Court of Kosovo ruled that genocide, the intent to destroy a people, did not take place, but recognized a systematic campaign of terror including murders, rapes, arches, and severe maltreatments with the intention being the forceful departure of the Albanian population, the term "ethnic cleansing" was used to, as an alternative to genocide to denote that just ethically motivated murder, but also displacement through critics. Though critics charge there is little difference, Slobodan Milosevic, the president of Yugoslavia at the time of the atrocities, was eventually brought to trial before the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia in The Hague on charges including crimes against humanity and war crimes for his role in the war. He died in 2006 before the completion of the trial. Iraq In Clinton's 1990 State of the Union address, he warned Congress that Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein was building an arsenal of chemical, biological, and nuclear weapons. Saddam Hussein has spent the better part of this decade and much of his nation's wealth on providing for the Iraqi people but on developing, not on providing for the Iraqi people but on developing nuclear, chemical and biological weapons and missiles to deliver them. The United Nations weapons inspectors have done a truly remarkable job finding and destroying more of Iraq's arsenal than was destroyed during the entire Gulf War. Now Husam, Husani wants to stop them from completing their mission. I know I speak for everyone in this chamber, Republicans and Democrats when I say to Saddam said, you cannot defy the will of the world, and when I say to him, you have used weapons of mass destruction before, and we are determined to deny you the capacity to use them again. Seeking to weaken Sudan's grip on power, Clinton signed the Iraq Liberation Act of 1998 into law on October 31, 1998, which instituted a policy of regime change against Iraq, though it explicitly stated it did not provide for direct. Intervention on the part of American military forces, the administration then launched a four-day bombing campaign named Operation Desert Fox. Lastly, from December 16th to 19, 19, 1998, at the end of this operation, Clinton announced that so long as Saddam remains in power, he will remain a threat to his people, his region, and the world. With our allies, we must pursue a strategy to contain him and to constrain his weapons of mass destruction program while working toward a day. Iraq has a government willing to live at peace with its people and with its neighbors, American and British aircraft in the Iraq no-fly zones, attacked hostile Iraqi air defenses 166 times in 1999 and 78 times in 2000. Vietnam. Clinton's November 2000 visit to Vietnam was the first by U.S. presidents since the end of the Vietnam War. On October 10, 2000, Clinton signed into law the U.S.-China Relations Act of 2000, which granted permission normal trade relations, PNTR, trade status to People's Republic of China. The president asserted that free trade would gradually open China to democratic reform. Clinton also oversaw a boom of the U.S. economy. Under Clinton, the United States had a projected federal budget surplus for more for the first time since 1969. China. Relations was damaged for the first time by a U.S. bombing of the Chinese embassy in Belgrade in May 1999. President Clinton later apologized for the bomb and stated it was accidental. The U.S.-China relations Act of 2000 granted China permanent normal trade relations (NTR) status, first called most favored nation (MFN). When China becomes a full member of the World Trade Organization (WTO), ending an annual, ending annual review and approval of NTR, the act was signed into law on October 10, 2000, by Clinton. President Clinton in 2000 President Clinton in 2000 pushed Congress to approve the U.S. China trade agreement and China's accession to the WTO, saying that more trade with China would advance America's economic interests. Economic disagreement is the equivalent of a one way street. It requires China to open its markets with a fifth of the world's population, potentially the biggest markets in the world, to both our products and services in unprecedented new ways, said Clinton. US manufacturing have decreased by almost five million since two thousand, since the history of China. In the WTO in two thousand one, the decline in manufacturing jobs has accelerated. Israeli-Palestinian conflict, after initial successes such as the Oslo Accords of the early nineteen nineties, which also led to the U.S. Israel Jordan peace treaty in nineteen ninety four and the Y River Memorandum in October nineteen ninety eight, Clinton, attempted to in an effort to end the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. He brought Israeli Prime Minister. Ehud Barak, and Palestinian Authority Chairman Yasser Arafat together at Camp David for the Camp David summit in July 2000, which lasted 14 days. Following the failures of the peace talks, Clinton said Arafat had missed the opportunity to facilitate a just and lasting peace. In his autobiography, Clinton blames Arafat for the collapse of the summit. Following another attempt in December 2000 at pulling Air Force Base, in which the President offered the Clinton parameters. The situation broke down completely after the end of the Taba summit and with the start of the second Intifada. Judicial appointments Clinton appointed two judges to the Supreme Court, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in 1993 and Stephen Breyer in 1994. Along with his two Supreme Court appointments, Clinton appointed 66 six judges to the United States Courts of Appeals and 305 judges to the United States District Courts. His 373 judicial appointments are The second most in American history behind those of Ronald Reagan. Clinton also experienced a number of judicial appointment controversies at 6-9. Nominees of federal judges did not receive a vote in the Republican-controlled Senate Judiciary Committee and all 84% of his nominees were confirmed. Sonia Sotomayor, Sotomayor was one of the judges who Clinton appointed to the Court of Appeals. She was nominated by Clinton in 1997 to the Second Circuit. Sotomayor was confirmed in 1998 following a delay of more than a year that was caused by Republican opposition. Clinton was the first president in history to appoint more women and minority judges than white male judges to the federal courts. In his eight years in office, 11.6% of Clinton's Court of Appeals nominees and 17.4% of his district court nominees were black. 32.8% of the Court of Appeals nominees and 28.5% of his district court nominees were women. Clinton appointed the first American judge Judges to the 4th Court. Clinton appointed the 1st American in America judges to the 4th Circuit, Roger Gregory, and the 7th seventh, seventh Circuit and Claire Williams. Clinton also appointed this nation's first openly gay or lesbian federal judge when he named Deborah Batts to the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. Batts was confirmed by the Senate in a voice vote in 1994. Public Opinion. Throughout Clinton's first term, his job approval rating fluctuated in the 40s and 50s. In his second term, his rating consisted in a range from the high 50s to the high 60s. After his impeachment proceedings in 1998 and 1999, Clinton's ratings reached its highest point. According to a CBS News New York Times poll, Clinton led dozen with approval ratings of 68%, which matched those of Ronald Reagan and Franklin D. Roosevelt as the highest ratings for defining presidents in the modern era. Clinton's average Gallup poll approval rating for his last quarter in August in office with 61% of the highest final quarter rating by any president has received for 50 years. 47% of the respondents identified themselves as being Clinton supporters. As he was leaving office, a, U, a CNN USA Today Gallup poll revealed that 45% of Americans said they would miss him. 55% thought he would have something worthwhile to contribute and should remain active in public life. 68% thought he would be remembered for his Involvement in personal scandal than for his accomplishments, and 58% answered no to the questions. Do you generally think Bill Clinton to is honest and trustworthy? The same, said he would be remembered as either outstanding or above average as a president, while 22% said he would be remembered as below average or poor. ABC News characterized public consensus on Clinton as you can you can't trust him. He's got weak morals and ethic ethics, and he's done a heck of a good job. In May 2006, a CNN poll comparing Clinton's job performance with that of his successor, George W. Bush, found that a strong majority of the respondents said Clinton outperformed Bush in six different areas, questioned Gallup polls in 2007 and 2011, showed that Clinton was regarded by 30% 30 of Americans as the greatest president in U.S. history. In 2014, 8% of respondents in a Quinnipiac University polling institute Poll of American voters regarded Clinton as the best president since World War II, making him the third most popular among post war presidents behind John F. Kennedy and Ronald Reagan. The same poll showed that just 3% of American voters regarded Clinton as the worst president since World War II. A 2015 poll by the Washington Post asked 160 scholars of the American Political Science Association to rank all the U.S. presidents in order of greatness. According to their findings, Clinton ranked 8th overall with a rating of percent. 70%. 70%. Public image. As the first baby boomer, President Clinton was the first chief executive since Calvin Coolidge, who was not alive during World War II. Authors Martin Walker and Bob Wood stated that Clinton's innovative use of soundbite, ready dialogue, personal charisma, and public perception-oriented campaigning were a major factor in his high public approval ratings. When Clinton played the saxophone on the Arsenio Hall show, he was described by some religious conservatives as the NTV president, opponents sometimes referred to him as Slick Willie, a nickname which was first applied to him in 1980 by Pine Bluff commercial journalist Paul Greenberg. Greenberg believed that Clinton was abandoned in the progressive politics of previous Arkansas governors, such as Winthrop, Rockefeller, Dale Bumbers, and David Pryor, who claimed Slick Willie would last throughout his presidency, standing at a height of 6 feet, six feet 2 inches, one, 1.8 eight meters. Clinton is tied with four others as the fifth tallest president in the nation's, in the nation's history. His folks in Manhattan led him to be nicknamed Bubba, especially in the South. Since 2000, he has frequently been referred to as the Big Dog or Big Dog. His prominent role in campaigning for President Obama during the 2012 presidential and his widely publicized speech at the 2012 Democratic National Convention where he officially nominated Obama and criticized a public nominee, Mitt Romney and Republican Republican Nito earned him the nickname Explainer-in-Chief. Clinton drew strong support from the African-American community and insisted that the improvement of race relations would be a major theme of his president in 1990 Nobel Laureate. Tony Morrison called Clinton the first black president, saying Clinton displays almost every trope of black, the single-parent household born poor, working-class saxophone playing McDonald's, and junk food-loving boy from Arkansas. Morrison noted that Clinton Sutcliffe was good as more than his career accomplishment, and she compared this to the stereotyping and double standards that she said blacks typically endure. Many, reviewed, many viewed his comparison as unfair and disparaging both to Clinton and to the Amer- African American community at large. Clinton the Baptist has been open about his faith. Shortly after Clinton took office, Richard Melonscape, a conservative newspaper owner, Began to underwrite investigations into Clinton's past, reportedly with the true hope of discovering a scandal which would cost him his presidency, leading the Arkansas Project, SCAFE, and other associates sought to find sources of Clinton's home state of Arkansas who would be able to reveal hidden misconduct for, of the president. Clinton was a friend of billionaire financier and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, sexual misconduct, and an alleg- sexual al- assault allegations. Several women have publicly accused Bill Clinton of sexual misconduct, including rape, harassment, and sexual assault. Additionally, some commentators have criticized Clinton's sexual relationship with former White House intern Monica Lewinsky as predatory or non-consensual, despite the fact that Lewinsky called the relationship consensual at the time because of the vast power of differential between a 22-year-old intern as the President of the United States. These allegations have been revisited and lent more presence in twenty eighteen in light of the Me Too movement, with many commentators and Democratic leaders now saying Clinton should have been compelled to resign after the Lewinsky affair Lewinsky Affair. In nineteen ninety-four, Paul Jones initially harassment losses against Clinton, claiming he had made unwanted advance towards her in nineteen ninety one. Clinton denied the allegations in April nineteenth day, and the case was initially dismissed by Judge Susan Weber Wright on the grounds that it lacked legal merit. Jones appealed Weber Wright's ruling and her suit gained traction following Clinton's admission to having an affair with Monica Lewinsky in August 1998. In 1998, lawyers for Paula Jones released court documents that alleged a pattern of sexual harassment by Clinton when he was governor of Arkansas. Robert S. Bennett, Clinton's main lawyer for the case, called the filing a pack of lies, and an organized campaign to spear the President of the United States funded by Clinton's political enemies. Clinton later agreed to an out-of-court settlement and paid Jones eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Bennett said the president made the settlement only so he could end the lawsuit for good and move on with his life. During the deposition for the Jones lawsuit, which was held at the White House, Clinton denied having sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky, and denied- a denial that became the basis for an impeachment charge for a perjury. In 1998, Kathleen Willey alleged that Clinton had groped her in a hallway in 1993, an independent counsel determined Willie gave false information to the FBI, inconsistent with sworn testimony related to the Jones allegation. On March 19, 1998, Julie Hyatt Steele, a friend of Willie, released evidence after accusing the former White House aide of asking her to lie to corroborate Miss Ballard's account of being sexually groped by Clinton in the Oval Office. An attempt by Kenneth Starr to prosecute Steele for making false statements and obstructing justice ended in a mistrial and Starr declined to seek her retrial after still sought an investigation against a former independent counsel for prosecutorial misconduct. Linda Tripp's grand jury, grand jury testimony also differed from Willie's claim regarding inappropriate sexual advances. Also in 1998, Juanita Broderick alleged that Clinton had raped her in the spring of 1978, although she also she said she did not remember the exact date to support her charge. Broderick Notice that she told multiple witnesses and night decided she had been raped by Clinton. Such these witnesses also state interviews to the press. Roderick had earlier filed an affidavit denying any unwelcome sexual advances and later repeated the denial in a sworn deposition. In 1990, NBC interviewed wherein she detailed the alleged rape. Roderick said she had denied under oath being raped only to avoid testifying about the ordeal publicly. The Lewinsky scandal has had an enduring impact on Clinton's legacy beyond his impeachment in 1998 in the wake of the Me Too movement, which shed light on the widespread prevalence of sexual assault and harassment, especially in the workplace. Various commentators on Democratic political leaders, as well as Lewinsky herself, have revisited their view that the Lewinsky affair was consensual and instead of characterized it as an abuse of power or harassment in light of the power differential between the president and a 22-year-old intern. In 2018, Clinton was asked to in several interviews about whether he should have resigned, and he said he sh- said and he said he had made the right decision in not resigning. During the 2018 congressional elections, no Democratic candidate to, for office asked Clinton to campaign with him or her. A or change that the New York, New York Times attributed to the revised understanding of the, of the Lewinsky scandal. Post President since 2001, the present Bill Clinton has continued to be active in public life since leaving office in 2001, giving speeches, fundraising, and founding charitable organizations, and has spoken in prime time at every Democratic National Convention. Activities until 2008 Campaign In 2002, Clinton warned that preemptive military action against Iraq would have unwelcome consequences and later claimed to have opposed the Iraq War from the start. Though some dispute this, in 2005, Clinton criticizes the Bush administration for his handling of the emissions control while speaking at the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Montreal. The William J. Presidential Center and Park in Little Rock, Arkansas was dedicated in 2004. Clinton released the best-selling autobiography, My Life, in 2004. In 2007, he released Giving, How Each of Us Can Change the World, which also became the New York Times bestseller and garnered positive reviews. In the aftermath of the 2004 Asian Tsunami U.N. Secretary General Kofi Annan appointed Clinton to head a relief effort as the Hurricane Katrina Clinton joined with fellow former, former President George H.W. Bush to establish the Bush-Clinton Tsunami Fund in January 2005 and the Bush-Clinton Katrina Fund in October of that year. As part of the tsunami effort, these two experts appeared in the Super Bowl, 39 pre-game show and traveled to the affected areas. They also spoke together at federal at the funeral of Boris Jelsum in April 2007. Based on the philanthropic role, Bill Clinton created the William J. Clinton Foundation to address issues of global importance. This foundation includes the Clinton Foundation, HIV and AIDS initiatives, C H A I or CHI, which strives to combat that the disease and has worked with the Australian government toward that end. The Clinton Global Initiative, CGI, began by the Clinton Foundation in 2005, attempts to address world problems such as global public health, poverty alleviation, and religious and ethnic conflict. In 2005, Clinton announced through his foundation an agreement with manufacturers to stop selling sugared drinks in schools. Clinton's foundation joined with the Large Cities Climate Leadership Group in 2006 to improve cooperation among those cities, and he met with foreign leaders to promote this initiative. The foundation has received donations from a number of governments all over the world, including Asia and the Middle East. In 2008, foundation director Inder Singh announced deals to reduce the price of anti-malaria drugs by 30% in developing nations. Clinton also spoke in favor of California Proposition 87 on alternative entity which was voted down. In the, early 2000s, in the early 2000s, Clinton took flights on Jeffrey Epstein's private jet in connection with Clinton Foundation work. Years later, Epstein was convicted of sex trafficking charges. Clinton's office released a statement in 2019 saying, President Clinton knows nothing about the terrible crimes Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein pleaded guilty to in Florida some years ago or, perhaps, or those with which he has been recently charged in New York. In 2002 and 2003, President Clinton took a total of four trips on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane, one to Europe, one to Asia, and two to Africa, which included stops in connection with the work of the Clinton Foundation. Staff supporters on the Foundation and Secret Service detail <coughs> travel on every leg of every trip. He has not spoken to Epstein in well over a decade. 2008 presidential election. During the 2008 pre- Democratic presidential primary campaign, Clinton regularly advocated on behalf of his wife Hillary, though through speaking engagements and fundraising he was able to raise $10 million toward her campaign. Some worried that an ex-president he was too active on the trail, too negative on Clinton rival Barack Obama, and that alienated his supporters at home and abroad. Many were especially critical of him following his remarks himself. Carolina primary, which Obama won. Later in the 2008 primary, there was some inviting between Bill and Hillary's staffs, especially in Pennsylvania, considering Bill's remarks. Many thought he could not rally Hillary supporters behind Obama as Obama won the primary. Such remarks led to apprehension that the party would be split to the detriment of Obama's election. Few years were late August 27, 2008, when Clinton enthusiastically endorsed Obama and the 2,000 Democrat National Committee saying all his experience as President assures him that Obama is ready to lead. After Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign was over, Bill Clinton to to raise funds to help pay off her campaign debt. After, after the 2008 election, in 2009, Clinton traveled to North Korea on behalf of two American journalists imprisoned there. Yuna Lee and Laura Ling had been imprisoned for illegally entering the country from China Jimmy Carter had made a similar visit in 1994 after Clinton met with North Korean leader Kim Jong-il Kim issued a pardon. Since then, Clinton has been assigned a number of other diplomatic missions. He was named United Nations Special Envoy to Haiti in 2009 following a series of hurricanes which caused $1 billion in damage. Clinton organized a conference with the Inter-American Development Bank where a new industrial park was discussed in an effort to build back better in response to the 2010 Haiti earthquake. U.S. President Barack Obama announced that Clinton and George W. Bush would coordinate efforts to raise funds for Haiti's recovery. Funds began pouring into Haiti, which led to the funding becoming available for Caracol Industrial Park in a part of the country unaffected by the earthquake. While Hillary Clinton was in South Korea, she and Cheryl Mills worked to convince SAE-A, a a large apparel subcontract, to invest in Haiti despite the company's deep concerns about plans to raise the minimum wage. In the summer of 2010, the South South Korean Company signed a contract at the U.S. State Department, ensuring that the new industrial park would have a key tenant. In 2010, Clinton announced support of and delivered the keynote address for the inauguration of NTR, Ireland's first environmental foundation. At the 2000 Democratic National Convention, Clinton gave a widely praised speech nominating Barack Obama. 2016 Presidential Election during the 2016 presidential election, Clinton again encouraged voters, voters to support Hillary and made appearance speaking on the campaign trail. Instead of tweets, the president-elect Donald Trump criticized his ability to get people out to vote. After the 2016 election, on September seventh, two thousand seventeen, Clinton partnered, partnered with former Presidents Jimmy Carter, George H. W. Bush, George W. Bush and Barack Obama to work with One America Appeal to help the victims of Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma in the Gulf Coast state, in the Gulf Coast and Texas communities. Post-presidential health concerns. In September 2004, Clinton underwent quadruple bypass surgery. In March 2005, he again underwent surgery. This time for a partial collapsed lung. On February 11, 2010, he was rushed to New York Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. At the clinic, chest pains that he had two coronary stents implanted in his heart. After his procedure, Clinton dubbed the plant bed. There's Whole Foods Vegan Diet, which had been recommended by Drs. Dean Ornish and Caldwell Esselstyn. Well, Clinton incurred several million dollars in legal bills during his presidency, which were paid off four years after he left office. Bill and Hillary Clinton have each earned millions of dollars from book publishing. In 2016, Forbes reported Bill and Hillary Clinton made about $240 million in the 15 years from January 2001 to December 2015 mostly from paid speeches, business consulting, and book writing. Also in 2016, CNN reported that the Clintons combined to receive more than $150 million in paid speeches from 2001 until spring 2015. In May 2015, The Hill reported that Bill and Hillary Clinton have made more than $25 million in speaking fees since the start of 2014, and that Hillary Clinton also made $5 million more from her book, Hard Choices, during the same time period. In July 2014, the Wall Street Journal reported that at the end of 2012, the Clintons were worth between $5 million and $25.5 million, and that in 2012, the last year they were required to disclose the information, the Clintons made between $16 and $17 million, mostly from speaking fees earned by the former president. Clinton earned more than $104 million from the paid speeches between 2001 and 2012. In June 2014, ABC News and The Washington Post reported that Bill Clinton has made more than $100 million. Giving paid speeches since he, since leaving public office, and in two thousand eight, the New York Times reported that the Clintons' income tax returns showed they made one hundred nine million dollars in the eight years from January first, two thousand, to December thirty first, two thousand seven, including almost ninety two million from his speaking and book speaking and book writing. Bill Clinton has given dozens of paid speeches each year since leaving office in two thousand one, mostly to corporations and philanthropic groups in North America and Europe. He often earned $100,000 to $300,000 for a speech. Russian Investment Bank, with ties to the Kremlin, paid Bill Clinton $500,000 for a speech in Moscow. Hillary Clinton said she, had, she and Bill came out of the White House financially broke and in debt, especially due to large legal fees incurred during their years in the White House. We had no money when we got there, and we struggled to, you know, piece together the resources, mortgages, For mortgages, for houses, for Chelsea's education, she added, Bill has worked really hard. We had to pay off all our debts. He had to make double the money because of obviously taxes and then pay off the debts and get us houses and take care of family members. Honors and recognition. Various colleges and universities have awarded the Clinton Honorary degrees, including Doctor of Law degrees and Doctor of Humane Letters degrees, he is an honorary Fellow of University College Oxford, which he attended as a Rhodes Scholar, although he did not complete his studies there. Schools have named for schools have been named for Clinton, and statues have been built to pay him homage. U.S. states where he has been honored include Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, and New York. He was presented with a medal for distinguished public service by Secretary of Defense William Cohen in 2001. The Clinton Presidential Center was opened in Little Rock, Arkansas in his honor on December 5, 2001. He has been honored in various other ways in the countries that include the Czech Republic, Papua New Guinea, Germany, and Kosovo. The Republic of Kosovo, in gratitude for herself during the Kosovo War, renamed the magistrate in, cap- in the capital city of Pristina, has built Clinton Boulevard and added a monument- monumental Clinton statue. Clinton was, Clinton was selected as Times Man of the Year in nineteen ninety two and again and again in nineteen ninety eight, along with Ken Starr. From a poll conducted of the American people in December nineteen ninety nine, Clinton was among eighteen included in Gallup's list of widely admired people of the twentieth century. He was honored with the Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album for Children, a J. William Fulbright Prize for Internet Understanding at TED Prize, named for the confluence of technology, entertainment, and design, and was named an honorary Glad Media Award recipient for his work as an advocate for the LGBT community. In 2011, President Michael Hart Martelli of Haiti awarded Clinton with the National Order of Honor and Merit to rank, to the rank of Grand Cross for his various initiatives in Haiti and especially his high contribution to the reconstruction of the country at the earthquake of January 12, 2010. Clinton declared at the ceremony that in the United States of America, I really don't believe former American presidents need awards anymore but I'm very honored by this one. I love Haiti, and I believe in its promise. U.S. President Barack Obama awarded Clinton the Presidential Medal of Freedom on November 20, 2013. Secretary of Defense Cohen pre- presents President Clinton with D.O.D. Medal for the Public Service. Authored books, P- Putting People First, How Can We All Change America, New York, Three Rivers Press, September 12, 1992. Between Hope and History, New York, New York Times Books, 1996. My Life, First Edition, New York, Vintage Fix, 2004. Giving How Each of Us Can Change the World, First Edition, New York, Knopf, 2007. Back to Work, Book, First Edition, New York, Knopf, 2011. The President is Missing, First Edition, Knopf, 2018. Recording of Bill Clinton as one of the narrators on Wolf Tracks, and Peter and the Wolf, a 2003 recording of Sergei. Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf, performed by the Russian National Orchestra, and on Pentatone together with Mikhail Gorbachev and Sofia Lorraine, this got Clinton the 2003 Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album for Children. The audiobook edition of his autobiography, My Life, read by Clinton himself, won the 2005 Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album, as well as the Audi Award as the Audiobook of the Year. Clinton has more has two more Grammy nominations for his audiobooks, giving how each of us can change the world in two thousand and back to work in two thousand twelve. Thank you for listening to this conclusion of US President number forty two, Bill Clinton. Have a good week. Thank you for listening and stay safe.